Welcome to Radioactive Magazine. We will be speaking with Ayup SN, the director of the Kansas branch of the Dialogue Institute of the Southwest and a supporter of Advocates of Silenced Turkey. As part of the Dialogue Institute, he works to build mutual respect and open communications with people of different beliefs, supporting secular society. Through Advocates of Silence Turkey, he is lobbying for improvements in human rights in Turkey by highlighting attacks by the Turkish government on people who have expressed concerns about corruption in the Turkish government. Ayup holds a PhD in higher education from the University of Kansas. He is originally from Turkey. So, Ayup, um, first please correct any errors in that brief bio and add anything else you would like. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and privileged to be here with you. I think it's all, it all sounds great, except Dialogue Institute, Kansas City, not just Kansas. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 we, need to, we need to check the place on the web where I got that information uh-huh. because uh, I thought I read it the other way. So we need to look. All right. So what are the most important things you would like to communicate to our listeners this evening? Uh, today, I think we are mainly going to talk about Dialogue Institute and Advocates of Silence Turkey, but I think I will basically ask people to love one another, to be respectful uh, to each other, and be kind. So that's all of my message. I think that's what, what it will be around. Okay. And specifically, what is the Dialogue Institute of the Southwest? So Dialogue Institute is a nonprofit promoting peace, dialogue, and mutual understanding. And we try to contribute to the global warming of hearts to depolarize our world. The main idea is bringing people from diverse backgrounds around the same table. So inspired by a, a Muslim scholar, Fethullah Gülen, uh, who famously stated that, have a chair in your heart for everyone in the world and ears are tired of listening, I just want to see. So he wants people to take action to spread the word of peace and dialogue. So people inspired by him have established schools, charity organizations, and dialogue institutes in all around the world in more than 160 countries. And the local organization is Dialogue Institute Kansas City and Raindrop Foundation. So, um, Mr. Gulen is, but he's Turkish, correct? Yes. But he's living in the U.S.? Yes, he has been living in the U.S. since 1998, for about 25, 26 years now. And he cannot go back to Turkey? No, he cannot. They'll arrest him for, for telling people that they should love one another. Great question. Great question. It is, you know, um, it's hard to believe, yes, why he cannot go back to Turkey. But also, when we actually think about other world leaders, other activists, like Mandela, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, was assassinated in the U.S. So I think it's not easy to become just a peace builder because you're going to have haters in your own community. So on one hand... I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't make sense. But when we look at world's history, uh, think about all the leaders, all the activists in the world, um, unfortunately, it's, it's not really so surprising to see. Yeah, at this point, he's not able to go to Turkey 
uh, and also hundreds of thousands of people who are inspired by him uh, are not able to go back to their country, including me and my family. Right. So there was there was a, a movement uh, that uh, um, people who followers of of uh, Gulen. Uh, I guess we talked about this uh, a, um, a month or two ago with uh, with. Um, Teddy. Yeah, um, and uh, so you want to talk about that? Just so uh, about uh, I guess you mean about the attempted kill, stage kill. Yeah, uh, well, so, I mean, so so the followers of Golan are have been imprisoned in Turkey. Oh, okay, yeah, and and uh, so forth, and why you cannot go back to Turkey? And that's a that's a great question. Um, so. I am not able to go back to my own country since uh, 2015, uh, December 3rd, when I wanted to celebrate my birthday in Turkey, which is December 1st. And since then, <coughs> I, I am not able to go back to Turkey. I was not aware that that would be my last birthday party with my own family, uh, but it is a reality. We still actually, uh, we celebrate more like virtually and internationally. Uh, from, you know, including uh, my friends and family from U.S. Uh, and Asian and uh, European continents of the world. So it became more virtual and inter intercontinental and international. <laughs> uh -huh. So that's kind of the good side in a way. Um, so due to the bribery and corruption scandal that was uh, revealed about in 2013, December 17 and 25, uh, the prime minister's sons and the relatives and the kids of the other political ministers in Turkey uh, got, got uh, imprisoned, you know, uh, were uh, detained and arrested. But uh, in just a few days later, the Turkish government, uh, the leaders put all the judges, attorneys, police officers who caught, in a way, the criminals put into prison. So... It's hard to believe, you know, it's proven that these people got, in, got involved in bribery and corruption, but in a few days, uh, the police, the judges, the prosecutors were put into prison. And in 2016, uh, July 15, the stage two took place. It was sort of like the Reichstag fire of Turkey, where the government... Uh, Reichstag fire uh, from uh, the, that Hitler... Uh, yes. instigated in 1933 or so, yes. right? To, yes. To justify extreme powers on his part. So you're saying that that uh, that's what happened in Turkey. Uh, exactly. Recently. And yes. a lot of actually professors, academicians make this analogy. So the, I was actually at Panera Bread uh, when the, that stage queue took place on Pan the plaza. Panera Bread on the plaza here. Yes. yes. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, just here. I was here. And just having coffee with a friend, and all of a sudden I realize I'm getting too many text messages. Hey, what's going on in Turkey? I'm like, whoa, that's immediately my first impression was it is a stage two and it will be over in a few hours. So uh, I was in a way pretty sure that it was staged by the government to consolidate their power because they were losing uh, power. Um, and just in the next morning, I did. Uh, you know, it, unfortunately, they arrested, arbitrarily detained thousands of judges, prosecutors, police officers, and then doctors, teachers, in a way, all the educated population of Turkey, 
were were in prison. Um, and they closed down what percent of the universities? Oh, they closed. I mean, actually, a lot of like K through twelve educational institutions as well as uh, universities. Any uh-huh. uh, anyone that had. Um, teachers that were followers of Gulen? Actually, on one hand, yes, but also they arrested uh, actually any opposition almost. So Kurdish people, Alevis, which are also a religious minority. So although the attack was mainly towards uh, followers of Gulen, but also they arrested uh, a lot of Kurdish people, a lot. I'm partially Kurdish, by the way, Kurdish people, Alevis, and so on. So it is, even today, in today's world, we have thousands of mothers, babies, police officers, judges um, in, in Turkish prisons. Wow. Yeah, and, and right. So you can go to kkfi.org, News and Public Affairs, uh, Radioactive Magazine, and you can search for, what's the name of the woman that I did, did her PhD dissertation uh, on that? Dr. Carrie O'Rourke. Yes, Carrie O'Rourke. Uh, I interviewed her on Radioactive Magazine um, a couple of months ago, and you should be able to find a, find that interview that way. So uh, we should we are visiting with Ayup Sn, the director of the Kansas City branch of the Dialogue Institute of the of the Southwest, and a supporter of advocates of silenced Turkey. Let me change here. So you're so you share meals, break bread with a lot of people, um, and you're organizing, what is this, iftars? Mm -hmm. So talk about iftars. So the word iftar is basically the dinner that you you eat to break your uh, fast. So some people translate as fast-breaking meal or breaking out the fast. So so in the Muslim tradition, during the holy month of Ramadan, Mm -hmm. you can eat Breakfast before sunrise. You cannot eat anything between sunrise and sunset. Yeah, you are right. Okay. Um, A beverage, water? No, it's totally dry fasting. So no uh, water or any other liquid. So we fast in the summer about 16 hours. In the winter, it's more like uh, 12 hours fasting. So we break our uh, fast about 7.23. Actually, Starting March, uh, March 11th will be the first day of Ramadan. So that day we will break our fast on, at 7.23 p.m. And we'll be able to eat till almost 6 a.m. And we uh, actually do even pre-dawn breakfast with people from diverse faith backgrounds or non-faith backgrounds. And also fast-breaking dinners um, with anyone in the community. And, yeah. So... Um that's for the entire month of Ramadan. Yes. And Ramadan is 29 or 30 days? Yes, depends on the year, uh, 29 or 30 days. Okay. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and so the, the Islamic calendar has 12 months of 29 or 30 days each. Is that right? Yeah. And, and so a total of 355 or 356 days. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm just learning this earlier today, right? So so yeah, it is basic, you know, based on lunar calendar. So, so your, your 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 calendar is 3% shorter than the Gregorian calendar that it, that <laughs> most of the world uses for crop cycles and so yeah. forth, right? <laughs> which which right. which which means which means that you get 
three percent more holidays, right? Well, on I average. feel like every day for me is a holiday. So let's okay. put it that way. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Right, not more than three percent. Yeah, that's more than great. 3%. So, so yeah, so so how does what's the origin of Ramadan? So Ramadan uh, has been a tradition in, in Islamic world for about 15 centuries, actually. You know, mm-hmm. it started uh, at the time of Prophet Muhammad, peace mm-hmm. upon him, and it's mandatory. It's one of the pillars of Islam. And it is, it, to me, it is the month of unity. It is the month of empathy. Uh, it's a chance for us to uh, appreciate what we have taken for granted by God, because Say, like, I have my water here, but during that fasting time, I don't drink. Even I don't touch it. So I came to, you know, I appreciate the presence of water more than, more than before. To, when we always have access to water, uh, we don't uh, appreciate what it is really for us. Even, you know, today, we, you know, some groups do fundraising projects to do water well in Africa or in other parts of the world. And to those people, definitely, they appreciate water more than I, I do, honestly. So this Ramadan gives me a chance to, in a way, understand what uh, a homeless man on the plaza is going through. With a full stomach, it is hard for me to understand what hungry people in Kansas City are going through. So with that, I appreciate more, and I... I, I honestly became more cordial and want to help others in the community more than ever. Mm-hmm. And it's a time to, in a way, actually, um, I, I think Ramadan is more like a 30-day Thanksgiving dinner also. Right. In terms of, because it's not just a religious holiday. It is very social. We organized 31 community uh, Ramadan dinners this year and partnering with a lot of different organizations, including Nelson Atkins, University of Health, KU, KU Medical Center, Children's Mercy Hospital, uh, Avila University, Rockers University, Notre Dame Sion Catholic School, and many different faith organizations, faith communities in Kansas City. Uh, and we also do a lot of home dinners, uh, you know, family gatherings, even pre-dawn breakfast at 4 a.m. Can you believe that? Yes. 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to, you have to get... Have to get it done before before sunup. A lot of local Kansas Cityans actually sign up to tr- experience that pre-dawn breakfast at four a.m. Uh huh. I believe is, you. Yeah, pl- pretty surprising, but it is. Right, right, and and so once once again, so because the year is what uh, ten days shorter or so, mm-hmm. um, that means that means that um, what. So right now it's Ramadan this year is March 11th to April 10th or so. Yes, exactly. And 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 next year it will be March 1 to Yeah, March 1 to April 1st, I guess. Okay, uh-huh. or yeah, or March 31st, whatever oh, yeah, it is, March right? 31st. Yeah. And 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 in 16 years it'll be in September. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um so yeah, so, and you were born in Turkey. How did you get to the United States? So I was born and grew up in Turkey. I, I did my bachelor degree in Turkey. I studied Turkish language. Uh, but even actually at eighth grade, when I was eighth grader, 
I was waking up at 3 a.m. to watch Shaquille O'Neal's basketball game. So I was a big fan of NBA. Mm-hmm. So since then, I always wanted to come to the U.S. and play basketball with African-Americans and also go to NBA games. Oh, yeah. So that was my dream. And at college, my grades were high. So uh, I just wanted to pursue master's and Ph.D., and I thought if I want to get, you know, into master's and PhD, I want to do that in the U.S. So I moved to uh, University of Cincinnati. I went to UC uh, Ohio, I, where I spent my first two years and got my master's degree. Uh, I, was, I just got full scholarship. That was the main reason I ended up there. There was no other reason. I had no idea what, where Ohio is, where Cincinnati is. Um, then after that, I applied for different PhD programs and I ended up at KU here, Lawrence KU. And then I had another degree at Park University. So that's kind of my U.S. journey. And I've been since then with the Dialogue Institute. Yeah. Yeah, right. But you but you have also a, another job besides the Dialogue Institute. Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, my my day job is I work for a local community college. That's my daytime job, eight to four thirty, not five, but yeah. And 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 you're uh, and 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 you're using your your skills, uh, your your uh, education um, education, right? Your education. Oh yeah. In education, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. So. Um, um, yeah. So. Talk to me more about. Um, so what what else does the Dialogue Institute do uh, other than Ramadan? So actually, I think that's a great question because uh, we do we are active all around the year. So it's not just our Ramadan. So our signature event is uh, annual Dialogue and Friendship Dinner. So we had our 17th annual Dialogue and Friendship Dinner at UMKC uh, October 25th where we uh, brought together 40 different groups or 40 unique groups in, uh, in our city. That includes a lot of nonprofit organizations, uh, police departments, sheriff's offices, universities, and UMKC being the main host. Um, and a, a few different cities sponsored this event. And our keynote speaker from Georgetown University, Dr. Ori Z. Saltas. Um, we also do Turkic food and art festivals. Uh, multiple times a year, so you will get to see and taste, you know, food from different cuisines. That's uh, actually coming up uh, in uh, after Ramadan, May 11th is the date, uh, and it's uh, I mean it's it's an amazing experience. I would put it that way. That uh, we have been uh, organizing for many years. Uh, building bridges dinners are the dinners we do at people's homes. Uh, it's more informal uh, level, but also we do a lot of interfaith events with different faith communities. We do social responsibility projects and partner with local organizations to serve to the homeless people and uh, and also do some environment projects. So, and Thanksgiving dinners and uh, around Christmas and holiday season, we do uh, share 400 boxes of baklava uh, with our local friends. Wow. <laughs> so, and, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so baklava. The Greeks like to tell, like to claim baklava is Greek. Uh, I actually wrote a poem about that. Neither Greek nor Turkish. My name is ba- my name is baklava, peace and justice. 
Baklava Peace and Justice. Baklava Peace and Justice. Baklava Peace and Justice. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And actually, uh, the last one and a half year, I started eating more healthy. So mm-hmm. my new poem, although I have not finished yet, it would be Bye Bye Baklava. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, because it's just too sweet. It yeah. Is, it is not, not as healthy as it is. Exactly. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> actually, you know, my theory, my theory is uh, part of part of my dietary thing is is very small portions, mm-hmm. portion control. So so I can have, you know, <laughs> I might take a piece of baklava and cut cut it in four pieces, right, wow. and, and, and then have one piece in four meals, and then I'm, you know, I'm gonna. More, more part of balanced nutrition. That, that's one of my favorite desserts. But thank, yeah, thank God I don't know how to make it myself because I have diabetes and I, yeah. <laughs> I would probably be dead by now if I knew how to make it. <laughs> so, so that's one thing you're, you're, you're going to continue practicing law and not take up cooking, right? <laughs> I see. Okay, so um, yeah, so there. To talk to us more about um, the, the the Dialogue Institute of the, the Southwest. I mean, so you've got how many branches? Oh, great question. So uh, the Dialogue Institute, we are active in 160 countries in the world. Mm-hmm. So it is a global organization. And in the U.S., we are active almost in all, every state. In California, it is called Pacifica Institute. Chicago, Niagara Foundation, uh, New York, it is Peace Island Institute, uh, at, uh, Atlantic Institute in Florida. So it's with different names all around the U.S., I would say. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are active. Um, yeah. And so the, for the Southwest, mm-hmm. that's just... So that includes actually more like Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, but we realized, honestly, it kind of created uh, confusion in Kansas City. That's why we started going with Dialogue Institute Kansas City. Without, without mentioning the, the Southwest. Yes, because, without mentioning yeah, the yeah, Southwest. Yeah. When I think of Southwest, I think, <laughs> I think of Arizona, New Mexico. and Yes. Uh, right, right. Okay, maybe Texas, yeah. <laughs> okay, right, <laughs> right, uh-huh. right. So, um, well... Um, Ayop, we're about out of time. Any final words for our audience? Um, you know, we talk about the human rights violations in Turkey, the peaceful work that Dialogue Institute has been trying. Um, my nephew's birthday was today, uh, just one year old. And so what I am coming to realize, just um, hug your loved ones when you have a chance. In- enjoy your freedom and enjoy your independence when you can. Go to the wedding parties and birthday parties of your loved ones when you can, uh, because those are all privilege that I'm not able to appreciate now. I can join virtually, but yeah, just uh, appreciate what all the freedom and independence you have. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Ayup. Uh, so we have been talking with Ayup SN, the director of the Kansas City branch of the Dialogue Institute of the Southwest and a supporter of Advocates of Silence Turkey.